three, two, one, Gust. Hey, everybody. Welcome to three, two, one, Gust. As always, your host with the silent G, Kyle. Joined by, joined, uh, by my buddy here, Natalie. How are you? Good. How are you? Hello, everyone. Hi. I, um, I'm doing good. You know, things are fine. I definitely had some hesitation, some trepidation, some concerns some caution if you will coming into this episode um i had a feeling i'll be honest i'll be real with you i I was afraid that things were gonna get a little testy between us i feel like uh (laughs) these movies hmm you know i don't know i think i remember just you know the brief conversations we haven't really seen eye to eye but you know spoiler alert everybody we are going to be talking about ari oster's 2019 elevated horror Ooh, maybe not the that's e-word a, that's a word not the e-word not the uh, e-word <laughs> this 2019 film midsummer or midsomar where, where do we land on that i say midsummer because laziness yeah but they say it two or three different ways in this film so i think we're i think we're okay interchanging them throughout Me too okay good. i just wanted to establish that so i feel comfortable so i don't feel like an asshole throughout <laughs> how um i did bring up the e-word i just went out and just right ahead and said it um now whereas in the 80s it was slashers predominantly taking over the horror landscape mm-hmm. the, the 90s mm, i don't even know what, what would you call the 90s i mean there's a slasher kind of the bounce back in the late 90s after scream but i feel like uh 90s were the 90s weird. The 90s is wild. I feel like you it's a mixed bag because slashers didn't pop back up until 96. Scream. Yeah. And then everything else was old old hat. In the 2000s, early 2000s, you got, you know, the uh the the J horror, you know, like a lot of, you know, and then you have the the remakes of like The Ring, The Grudge and mm-hmm. and and of the sort. And then you also have like, you know, what you call like the torture porn, you know, mm-hmm. um, just those movies of kind of the mid 2000s to 2010 or so. And then really in the last 10 years or so, I feel like the uh, it's it's been this this elevated horror, you know, and I don't even know who coined that term. Me either. <laughs> and I have a lot of feelings about it. At first, I was open to that terminology. And then. I've just gone completely opposite and I reject it fully. I I don't want to hear it. There are so many different types of horror and taking a, not even a subgenre. It's not even a subgenre because all the films that you would put in the category of elevated horror are all different types of films. And usually the similarity is the director and or writer. And that bothers me. So I have, I have some heated feelings on on that but it's kind of a small hand you know handful that really get really lumped into that elevated horror where you got you know like jordan peele ari aster um who's the dude ty west ty west yeah and then who's the dude that made the witch in the lighthouse i was just just looking into that because i yeah because i actually i got a little confused and i actually thought that that was ari aster and I actually thought that he's done more horror than he has. I, I did a little bit of a little bit of research, took some weight off the research team. 
and uh much appreciated myself hands-on and yeah all i could find was this and hereditary well i mean he he's only made three movies i think hereditary and then Bo is afraid which i have not seen i have seen half of and this is that's a three-hour movie so Mm. um Mm. it's a so I'll be honest with you, I didn't finish it. And I don't know if I really intend to. We got about That's like halfway good. through. And it's especially not good because you got Parker Posey in this movie. You know how hard it is for me to yeah, turn something actually. off. Yeah, I know. And um, especially because I haven't seen her and stuff in a lot. So I, yeah. in a while. So I, uh, it's just like, it's, it's, I think in some cases, like maybe if you're a, David Lynch fan, maybe I think only in the sense where like nothing has to make sense, nor should you expect anything to really make sense because it all just kind of plays like a dream, um, mm. or at least the you know the half I saw. And then, but gosh, I don't know. It's just uh, it's it's kind of views on things and kind of what the film's saying. Just kind of it it's a little it's a little murky and a little weird. I don't know. He does blame he blames his mother for literally everything. <laughs> it's it's pretty rough. Though maybe in that and that's a very at least a common theme in horror um, is to just literally blame everything on your mother until that is you're dressed up like life. her, stabbing people. That is in the real life. I know. <laughs> We've watched the documentaries on serial killers. We've read the stories. They have some issues with their mothers, so yeah no i hear you were like yeah so like elevated it's all i don't know it all gets kind of tossed in there but basically it's just you know the movie has to um what like this is the thing who decides who decides what fits into the category of elevated horror uh i think you have to mention um trauma and the press junkets <laughs> i think because like every every horror movie has to be about like just trauma now that's um, that's what's going on right now that's the the 20 <laughs> the 2020s we're focusing a lot on trauma yeah so it's um i yeah i don't know i'm not i'm not i'm not going to be the gatekeeper to that Who's i don't know who say. is who the is problem is is that if you asked me what movies fit into elevated horror i I would have a list, but it's all based off of things that I've read, things that I've heard. And so it's- Like, would you call, would you call The Exorcist elevated horror? Right, because it's like, okay, by that same, whatever weird definition, I feel like it's- That to me is classic horror because it like goes into this category of like Jaws, The Shining, you know, things that even people who don't generally watch horror movies will have seen these movies or have heard of them because they broke through barriers. So that to me should be elevated, but I don't think that, I think that you have to be, I think the movie has to be made past a certain point in order to fit into the category of elevated horror because before the term was coined, then what was elevated horror? I don't. So I think this could, this could be a forever conversation. <laughs> I don't know if our, I don't know if our listeners want to agree with that. Yeah, wanna, no, that want to sit for that. Um, yeah. I do appreciate in Scream Five, you know, uh, or maybe maybe that's why Scream Five worked a little bit better than Scream Four. Um, is I feel like uh, 
whereas in scream four they were just kind of talking about just like you know the just you know the internet and blogging mm-hmm. and vlogging or whatever whereas there wasn't they weren't really tied to like a uh a movement in horror movies that were coming out or something to just kind of play off or make fun of you know um because at, at this point it really just been all about slashers you know and slasher tropes mm-hmm. so whereas um you know in scream five like so yeah they, they 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 make those jokes and it's pretty good she also brings up the babadook as an elevated horror film and i've only seen that movie once and i think we may have watched it together maybe but gay icon the babadook yes of course but like i never would have thought of that film as elevated horror just based off of i didn't it's think a- the acting was great and it, I, ha- I have mixed feelings about that one too but the babadook is scary as fuck i that movie did scare me <laughs> That little top hat coming out of the coming out of the fireplace and shit. That spooky no, little dude. Thank you. Just coming no. out to clean the chimney. Absolutely um, not. Well, it's clearly elevated because that movie is nothing but trauma and nothing. Another just poor beleaguered mother. It's maybe just, you're right. Maybe it's mm, the trauma that's the common denominator. I think so. I think that's why they were trying to talk about it so much in those last Halloween movies, is because they're like, oh fuck, let's elevate this shit. Yeah, let's make let's, it elevated. It's kind of tra- it's kind of traumatic being <laughs> fucking chased after. I mean, like, I mean, I'm not disagreeing that if yeah. I were Laurie Strode or Carrie Tate or whatever her name is in whatever universe, I um, yeah, I don't know. You'd be you'd be looking over your shoulder. So, you know, these movies in particular, um, I certainly have a fondness for it. You know, the two first uh, um, Ari Oster movies um how do you feel about just real brief we don't want to oh, set no. the we don't want to fucking set the internet on fire um what are you what are your thoughts on hereditary and how are you feeling going into this movie the first time you watched it i just want everyone to know that's listening that this is a trap yeah. and that's that's where we're at so i'll be i'll be brief i've got full editing power i'll be brief i have seen hereditary once uh-huh and let's see, what year did it come out? 2018? Yeah, I think so. Something like that. So I saw Hereditary the year that it came out for sure, or within a year of it coming out, depending on what month it landed in, after all of the hype had already been established. So one thing that everyone is going to learn about me as we dig into some of these elevated horror films is that the more hype there is, the higher that bar goes. The bar was so high for Hereditary when I watched it. In my humble opinion, of only have seen it once five years ago, that is a drama that has horror elements. That, to me, was not a scary movie. It did not scare me. I felt sad. I have not wanted to rewatch it. Tony Collette makes me want to just curl up in the bed and cry, which we love her. We love her. Industry um, legend. Industry legend. Tony Collette is incredible in everything she does, and she's a national treasure. But that movie, oh, it's so hard to watch. It's so hard. It like watching it, I felt like I was in pain. I didn't enjoy it. I have not wanted to rewatch it since. And what is going to be the catalyst for me rewatching it? 
probably this podcast because there's no one who could make me sit down and watch it just because. And I feel like once everyone listens to this, they're going to be like, okay, we need to, we need to dig into this. Maybe I'll watch it again and I'll love it because Midsummer has been a film that I've had a very torn relationship with. And my, my feelings of it have changed and evolved every time I watch it. So there you go. I think, but, but yet, yet thorough. Thank you. Thank you. I, um, I think maybe in that you described it perfectly. It's elevated horror or just dramas with horror elements. That's how it Maybe feels. that's it. I don't know. Maybe. Look at us full circle. And then you got it. And then you got to, you know, one thing I love, you know, I love my slow burns, the, the slower, the burn, you love the better. a slow burn. Oh yeah. The better, the, the better, the pop, you know, and I don't know if this has a slow burn. I'm not sure. I don't it, think this it, is. It doesn't I don't at think all. this is a slow burn. And I won't I won't spoil anything for hereditary, but by the time you come to the conclusion of what's actually going on, like that feels like a slow burn to me. Whereas you're entering this movie knowing that you are in a situation you shouldn't be in. Like you know that there's mystery, you know that there's intrigue, and it gives you that suspense. So Love that's where things. I don't I don't think that this is a slow burn because you're really like, what the fuck is going on most of this movie the first time you see it? Well, Almost to the end. Let's uh let's hop right into it. Get into it. Right. Um how do you feel about this movie overall? Because I remember you being very fond of it from the get-go. Yeah, and it stayed that way. I um so I did watch the um, the extended director's cut this time around. God, there's a longer version. Yeah, it's. Uh, I have literally a, li a list here of likes and dislikes so that I can it's break too it long. down <laughs> easily. But I was going to say um, I watched the um, extended cut because I'd seen the original a few times more than my rights probably like five times six times now probably um since it came out and uh but you know it got it so hard to find the extended cut it took me forever to figure out a way to watch it um and then i finally did and it's it's wild because it's like i don't know if i'd want to go back to the theatrical cut because i do think mm. that it the extended one really adds some more depth to the to the relationships between the characters more than anything um and an additional like extended ritual like a whole additional ritual that never gets oh, brought up in the movie that also takes place during uh the nighttime so this whole additional yeah. long nighttime scene that wasn't in the movie that i thought that was really so, interesting but this is a total sidebar but as i was writing this likes and dislikes list as i wrote the words all daytime, I put question mark because I realized it isn't all during the day. And I remember that being a big selling point of this movie. Like the trailer and the visuals are very bright. Yeah. But you do have that scene. You do have a scene where um, Josh. Yeah. Josh sneaks into the temple and that is during the nighttime. But I thought I was under the impression that there was no nighttime. It's at that time in that area but i don't know i think they say I, very I know little nothing about i can't remember 
Yeah, I know nothing about Sweden. I know nothing about Sweden. And this movie does nothing to, um, no. you know, provide any reassurances that we, no. you know, we know Swedish practices. This movie in particular, well, you know, before we get into it, I, um, I, I, you know, just to comb through Wikipedia, so this is nothing new, but just how this movie got made was very interesting. The... Uh, essentially, you know, um, you know, Ari Aster did Midsummer. At that point, it was the highest grossing movie for A24, which is just starting mm-hmm. out. And this Swedish production company came to A24 and was like, hey, we want to work with y'all on making a slasher film set in Sweden. Hmm. And they're like, yeah, sure. Okay. You know, they're like, hey, you know, we, we, we have the dude that just did our, the biggest, our biggest movie yet this horror movie so let's go ask him and they ask Ari Oster like hey we want to do a slasher set in Sweden want to do it want to want to be the writer and director so like it's not even like he came up with this completely organically on his own this idea like he was like okay uh slasher movie set in Sweden and so then he comes back and says okay let's make it about you know, a couple, and maybe they're having relationship problems, you know, things are on the rocks, and all right, let me start figuring out some weird rituals that all these, you know, er, that this group is doing out here in the middle of nowhere, and so I thought that was kind of interesting that, like, that's wild, yeah, and it, in my mind, actually, like, shows immense talent on his part to be able to conceptualize something like this, like, in, in a way that I'm like, there's no way that he didn't already have some of these concepts in his mind and then was like, how do I spin this into a slasher? Because like this movie has a lot of a lot of layers, a lot of depth. And I find it hard to believe that someone approached him and he just came up with this. Right. I find it, I, it's funny. Lying. I'd be terrible at that because <laughs> they would come to me and be like, hey, Kyle, you know, uh, we need you to write, um, you know, like. Ah, it's gonna be you know like a drama with some comedic elements a little bit of like a little miss sunshine kind of situation do you want to do that and I'm like yeah sure and then i'll come back and they'll be like kyle you got to stop adding ghosts you got to stop doing <laughs> got to stop doing that bro uh, well, why is remember last the last three meetings yeah. no ghosts and i'm just like all right well then that's a no ghost for me bro um <laughs> thank you nice job so yeah, I just thought I just thought that was really interesting, you know, just to be able like you know, and probably a fun writing exercise to be like, okay, do this. Here's something you're you know you might not mm-hmm. be familiar with, like you know, like say like Nordic practices, and he makes up a lot and takes a lot of very you know we some stuff that's based on things, some things that are mm-hmm. not. But um, as far as I've read, the Swedish were not offended and thought it was quite funny. Yeah, which is good. Yeah, I was like, look at that. That's what I do know about Sweden. Great people. I always get a little nervous with the with these sorts of Americans go to a foreign country and get murdered kind of movies, you know, just because it's I don't know if it's helping a whole lot in terms of like, you know, American xenophobia or xenophobia yeah. that Americans have towards others. But I think it's certainly not, you know, as egregious you know towards europeans to say like hostile is yeah um or towards um you know completely non-western civilizations like say fuck it's that other eli roth movie what's the that green one called inferno. yeah <laughs> maybe i'm seeing a thread here um this, i like cabin fever this though. is i do too um 
this is where I wonder because um, a lot of people that I talk to that aren't horror fans um, and maybe are historians don't like how Eli Roth depicts other countries and things like that. And there's, I think we we could talk about Eli Roth forever, but we won't. Um, do we think that it's easier on people's brains that these are white folks that are committing the murders? Like they, they are all blonde. They're like blue eyed, red haired, like, and so even though they're, you know, they're speaking perfect English to like the visitors. So I think that kind of plays a little part on why like they're they're like they're like, oh, it's fine, it's Sweden. They feel like, a little safer. They want to go to Sweden. Yeah. Like they're like they the characters feel safer. There's a lot less like xenophobia. There's a lot more trust, which like is problematic in itself and like shows that like that xenophobia there and like that fear of how far removed a culture can be from your own and you know what you're willing to allow because that's actually one of my like big complaints about this movie so I I wonder if that plays a part because I didn't even really think about that until this watch because when I was actually just watching something about Hostel and um the way that Slovakia is depicted is a hot topic for my husband who studies Eastern Europe. And he he hates Eli Roth. He hates that movie. But when we watched Midsummer, there were no issues when they were just throwing Sweden under the bus. So I, I, uh, thought, I thought you were gonna say him. no no issue when they were throwing Swedes off the rocks. Yeah. But that that too. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I think there's like there's a lot of interesting like politics that go into where they're traveling to and you know what rituals like how a ritual that's a foreign concept in either setting, like if you're someone on an island in the green inferno, all of a sudden it's like this terrifying problem. But here we're just trusting and we're eating with them, we're breaking bread, you know, we're drinking bloody lemonade. And it's all good. So a lot, a lot to unpack here. This is not the raspberry lemonade I asked for. Um, <laughs> please return this. Um, so now one thing is, um, bam, it spoils the whole movie outright with that mural right in the beginning. It absolutely does. It tells you everything that's going to happen. Didn't realize that until my third watch. It's pretty good. And yeah, like the, the art and, and the visuals and everything are very, very beautiful. I, um, mm. you know, it's one, one thing that I thought was pretty interesting was, um, you're right, you know, you talk about, you know, hereditary is, you know, kind of a slower burn, whereas this one just fucking hits you like across the face, like at the very beginning, like it punches I, you in the dick. Like, like it is it's it like is hey brutal hey remember remember midsummer or sorry remember hereditary my last movie you know how fucked up that shit got at the last minute <laughs> guess what i'm back motherfuckers we're starting it yeah. this way your whole, your whole your whole family's dead from They're the very dead. beginning and in such a fun creative way it okay so this is this is where like uh, your are like terrible people uh part start to and show of course like, you know um 
trigger warning. We are talking about yes. suicide here. Yes. We are talking about suicide. The most work I've ever seen put into a suicide murder situation. That sister yeah. was dedicated. She said, I am taking mom and dad as well. And I could just think of a hundred different ways that she could have done that with less work. Can you imagine doing hours of work as your last task before moving on from this earth? It is that shot of her sitting on the floor with the the thing taped. Yeah. Her fucking mouth. It's so brutal. It's... And it's probably it and it had it like it's great. And it might not even be, and it might like just crack the top five most brutal fucking things in this movie. It's pretty, um, it's, it's a hard watch though. Gosh, I just think the times I just randomly like get up and like go to the bathroom. I feel like, I don't know how long it takes for you to die, uh, breathing in like carbon monoxide like that, you know, it's filled into the room, but oh my gosh, it's like taped under. It's just, uh, it is, uh, but yeah, just pretty brutal yeah um and uh yeah i know and just to be the last one left in your family like that is uh uh, and to be dating jesus christ at the same time and in college like not only did she lose her parents and her sister but now she's probably broke as well with no support and the world's shittiest boyfriend i I have written down on my notes, world's worst couple. Danny's the worst. Christian's the worst. Underlined, the worst. Like, it's over and over and over and over again. Is Um, Danny the worst, though? I feel like that's um, pretty justified. Oh, we're going to get into it with Danny. So I I was just thinking how hard it was. I just put, I just wrote, remember dating, LOL. Because it was that conversation that they have on the phone you know before she finds out that her family's dead where it's just like oh you know what were you coming over tonight and he's like oh i'm just you know what did he say i'm just you know smoking some some resin with the boys and this and this and then it's like oh were we supposed to hang out and it's like oh do you want to hang out like oh this and this and this and then that whole awkward thing and then i was like oh i just remember having like holding back tears she's a mess he can feel it man that's but doesn't want to acknowledge it Oh, I was just thinking how hard that is just in general, even without all that weird stuff, just because of that, yeah, just that weird, just awkward part of dating where you just, you're, you're doing that texting back and forth. Like, I don't know, maybe that's, I don't know. No, that's, that's totally valid. (laughs) But also how, how long were they even together at this point? Because she says that they've been together for like four years and some change, like once they're already in Sweden, but there's a lot of time passed between that trip and the death of her family so yeah i think it was like um and, and i been could that be wrong fresh. he said they were like you've been wanting out of this relationship for a long time they're like find somebody who wants to have sex find you know so i'm like okay so we're checking out other women at the restaurant we're checking out the waitress it's loveless it's sexless you don't know when her birthday is you forget how long you've been together. This relationship needs to end. Danny needs to step it up and do better. Pre yes. and post losing the family. Well, and she does do better. Spoiler alert. Lots of thoughts <laughs> there too. Lots of thoughts. But they are the world's worst couple. They need to break up. 
I can't stand watching them. It is one of the reasons why this movie is so difficult for me because those two characters, I fucking hate. I hate them with a fiery passion. I think Danny's the worst, but I love the actress. I love her. This was actually the first movie, Florence Pugh, am I saying that mm-hmm. right? Maybe. This is the first movie I ever, I ever saw her in. And I was like, wow, she is, she's playing this well because I want to slap her in the face and say, good God, get a grip, girl. Like, it is, it's whole, too much. Her whole family's dead. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but sympathy, I do, I do, um, I do feel bad for Christian only this one time in the sense we're like, oh man, that's hard. Oh, we're trapped, like, man. she you was, can't break up with her. Uh, not after that, or at least the time it takes to at least let her like, how, I don't know how long someone recovers from something like that, if at all or ever. Right. But the, uh, uh, so, I mean, I do, I'm like, he's like, it is because he has maybe a little bit of a heart being like, I can't not like this. I can't leave it like this, but man, he's a real, he's a real piece of work though. Yeah. And his- that's why she should have just left him like watching them talk on the phone is painful. Watching them talk in person is painful. Um, but I will say he does have a little bit of a heart because like he knows he can't break up with her and he's literally holding her while she is wailing, which seems to be a common theme for the trauma and Ari Aster where we've got like the best cries. Yeah, she's got, yeah, she's a good crier. Does he make them um, take a class? I wonder the pain, like you feel it. I just, um, yeah i feel like that's like the only nice thing i can say about christian it's just like you know when he's like trying to like give her advice and tell her what to do like you know about her sister and her family and this and this and this the worst and just advice. Like, yeah and i'm like bro like you're not not her fucking therapist dude you shitbag yeah. like be cool like he is he is awful and demonstrates that pretty you know pretty thoroughly mm-hmm. um um, I will say this, this doesn't move along the story, but um, one of the reasons why I liked this film more watching it from home um, and on a television, not with headphones, because when I saw it in the theater, it's very loud and the sound design in this movie is really hard on me. I... It it literally hurts my ears and stresses me out. And that was one of the things that I was like, whoa, this has never happened to me before with a horror film. Like I've heard some pretty awful sounds. Then when I watched it at home through the TV speakers, I enjoyed it a lot more because it wasn't like right like in, in my face. And then when, when I watched it again with headphones, again, the sound design was too much. So I'm gonna I'm gonna call that a a dislike on this on this movie I think the music is actually like quite beautiful but there's also this weird and you can tell me Mr. Musician the instruments sound out of tune in a lot of places where like the music just doesn't sound right like even the happy upbeat music and you can go back and listen to it but it sounds off to me and so there's always this slight irritation with all of the music all of the sounds and when the like when the title card kicks in, those sounds specifically are terrible. They are so hard for me to listen to. So that was one of the things that um, 
Like all of the things that I don't like about this movie, I think are very important to the film, but are they're all nitpicky, very Natalie specific things. So that's where that's where most of my complaints come from. It's like little offbeat things like that. Hmm. I don't know. I'd have to go back and listen to it a little bit more. I mean, I know that um you know might have been dissonant like maybe due to I don't know whatever reasons, but I um hey, I validate you. That's real. Yeah. That's maybe, your truth. Maybe I'll maybe I'll share it in uh that I'll like we could put a little clip of of music maybe to test your editing skills because I'm specifically thinking of the music that they're playing when they're doing the like endurance like dance for the May Queen competition. And is this a music where like you know is it like music like that's like part of the score or music like you people like actors in the scene are playing yes, music people, actors in the scene playing music that's where the the instruments sound a little off to me and again not a trained ear here i um well i am mr musician so i do feel like i'm a little on the <laughs> spot um i mean i'm gonna say one you know hey maybe there are plenty of times where we forgot yeah. to bring our one little korg tuner to practice you know so we just had to make do with what we had and then also maybe uh you know it's like that kind of idea of like you know when a fire engine gets farther away the siren changes tone you know kind of situation i don't know Maybe you're trying to play out big windy open air space. I don't know. It's meant to be unsettling, I think is the point. So maybe exactly what was supposed to happen is is what I experienced where the music made me feel uncomfortable. It made me feel like something wasn't right and kind of like was intense on, on my eardrums. But just a, just a thought. I'd be curious if you went back to listen to it, if you notice anything off about the instruments as i'm assuming it's intentional is it really that big a deal if your boyfriend just randomly decides hey i'm gonna go to sweden in like two weeks sorry you found out are you absolutely absolutely <laughs> i there's no way that trip is canceled that trip is canceled you're not going anywhere dating boyfriend fiance husband partner whatever you want to call whatever you want to call him i've done this before and i was such an asshole it sucks but like when he goes i'm sorry and then later goes what i apologized <laughs> and it's like such a oh bro it's so that... it's so bad and it's like she's trying to be cool about it and then um yeah oh my gosh she's, and then no she's not trying to be cool about it she is passive so passive danny has all the qualities in a woman that i am not so that is why like i watch i watch her and i see this like sadness and i'm like you can do better for yourself like just kick him in the dick and run but what i will say that what i really love about this um this argument that they have when she first enters the apartment they hold on danny and you can see christian's reflection off of a mirror and so you can see like where she's looking at him and he does look very pathetic like the the shot like is such an interesting shot they hold it for a really long time and i really love it but 
she's she's going in on him like the way any girlfriend would in this situation and then as soon as he starts to what it what's I don't know if that's gaslighting or if he's like just trying to flip the switch on her but she completely falls victim to it and it's like no 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 I'm just trying to understand when she says she's just trying to understand it's so hard to watch like the relationship dynamics in this movie make me cringe the whole way through. Did you think I was going to be this heated? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and I'm here for it. I love it. And I, I and I and I absolutely But I'm saying positive things about the movie too. I'm trying to I'm trying to have a little bit of balance. And then oh, and then like what like such an asshole. He's, he's like the worst. And then he's like, "Well, I was going to surprise you." That was what the deal is. So now, now you must feel like a real piece of shit for getting even mad at me and questioning me to begin with. And I'm like, dude, bro, you're so full of shit. That's so bad. No one's falling for that. No one's falling. Well, her maybe. Um, I don't think she actually does though. Like she's not dumb. That's the worst part. It's like she is smart and she's very aware of everything that he's doing. But she's like, this is my only person I have left and just is clinging to that yeah so so long story short he's like i'm going to sweden with yeah. my my anthro pals and jesus i think this, this these group of just the shittiest people ever the shittiest just, just bad anthropologists bad friends just all around. I don't know. Well, I don't know if Mark is an anthropologist as well, but you've got um, uh, Josh, who's uh, played by William Jackson Harper, who's on that. What's that? Mm. Fucking, what's that show? The Good Place. Good, good Place. That's it. He's right? great That's... in that. I actually really like him, and those are two completely different characters. So it was good to see him being kind of annoying and like playing it straight in this movie versus like his character in The Good Place is like a little more anxious, like a, a little, little more neurotic. Sweetheart. Yeah. yeah and um you have mark who's just a just Ugh. just the comic asshole and i'm like the everyman slasher guy like that guy that everybody can't wait to die yeah it's pretty bad um and then you have their 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 friend pele mm -hmm. this, um who is like my fam you know, my family, where I come from, we all do a thing out here. You all should come. Uh, and then you've got Josh, who is going to be studying it as part of his thesis. Mm -hmm. um, and I just I just don't understand why why bringing What's-Her-Face would be such a big deal. I mean, I understand because they're asshole dudes. But whereas I'm just yeah. like, dude, if you're but you're bringing uh, Mark, who's just he he's just demonstrates he there that he's, for? the biggest asshole like on every single turn you know until he finally you know dies and is stuffed with like grass and put in a clown suit or jester's suit good. you know good good um and the way that the way that christian reveals to them that he invited danny and like says like but don't worry she's not gonna come that whole situation it's like wow you're a piece of shit boyfriend. You're a piece of shit friend. You're making everybody uncomfortable. This is, it's, it's a weird situation. And then uh, Pele is the only one who is like glad that she's coming for obvious reasons. And the other thing that I, okay. So I have, I, 
I love Pele. I love the the actor that plays him. I think he's super hot. Baby Eddie um, Vedder. Huh? What's his I, name? I put Baby Eddie Vedder or Baby Wayne yeah. Coyne. He's he's pretty. Like he's got beautiful blue eyes. He's got that long hair. Like I'm I'm into it. So evil or not, I don't care. But he's the only one who straightforwardly talks to her about her loss no one else does like she's crying independently she's dealing with her pain independently and he's the only person that like says like hey like he like looks at her like genuinely and says like i'm really sorry you know for your loss and she's she cannot handle like dealing with emotion verbally or like with other people which is like a common theme throughout the movie and you know is is part of the the situation but I appreciate him being genuine in that regard. And um, when I first saw this movie, I did not, like, I didn't realize he was trying to get it in. I just thought he was, like, a nice, genuine guy. So. Was he trying to get it in? I thought he was just. He's so into it. He, like, kisses her at the end. Like, they're gonna, they're, they're gonna fuck. And it's gonna be great. Like, it's gonna be weird, post-ritualistic sex. It's okay. going to be intense. That's that's how I read it. Really? He's drawing the pictures of her and she's like, and like holding her hand. He's, he's into her, like very into her. Huh. Yeah. Um, probably. Maybe. They're going to get permission to mate. That's what's going to happen. So I did like that. I did like tr- that transition from her running to the bathroom, you know, to throw mm. up and then she, and then it, it's the airport bathroom. Uh, yeah. or the air airplane bathroom i'm sorry they're showing her trauma it's it's everywhere that's everywhere at thirty thousand feet and yeah. sea level yeah she can't get through the flight like i they're really trying to show you how how tough it is for her like emotionally right now would you go on this trip no absolutely yeah, not neither. if someone says the word commune there's no way that's yeah. one of the things so that's actually on my likes list is a cult commune situation with a mystery. Love it. Love it. I love that's, to watch that's, it. That's the I'm not going to live it. That's on the back. <laughs> I should, at some point I'll have to just read the, these notes are ridiculous. I love it. Well, especially cause it's like takes like if I write my notes and then like I circle back to it a few days later, I'm like, what the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> Yes. I need to be clear about my notes. Would Um, would you go on this trip? No. And I think that's why we're just no fun in these situations because. Or at all. (laughs) Or like, why is it even worth asking, like, when would you bow out? You know, it's like we're talking about, like, you know, it's like the invitation a few episodes ago where it's like, you know, we're like, we're probably pretty early because we'd see the shit. But we'd go to a dinner party. Like, I would go to a dinner party, but. I'd bow out pretty early on. So I, I think we can we can say while we both wouldn't be literally caught dead in this situation, we need to figure out when we would when we would bow out because I have I have a lot of notes. I think on the second all the things. I just yeah, the second we're and then yeah, I'm out in the field and they're trying to offer me drugs and I'm like, hold on what do you mean we're not where we're going yet where we're going where's a bathroom where is just yeah somewhere where i can yeah not josh um mark mark is a vibe though he says i don't want new people right now 
And I was like, you do not have to give me shrooms to make me not want new people. I know. Yeah, that's pretty fun. <laughs> that, that's my, I think that's one of my favorite like things that he says, because he's generally very annoying, but I don't want new people right now. <laughs> I don't want new people right now. That's... <laughs> And though that is pretty, well, who knows, uh, who knows, maybe I'll piss off a few academics, but I feel like that's probably kind of par for the course as far as like, let's, let's be real. Like half the reason y'all are going out to do these like things are just, just to go do drugs and Absolutely. have sex with people. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's be real. Yeah. Um, we know so, that's what Mark's there for. Yeah. But like, is Mark in a PhD person? He's just there. He, we never buddies. even establish if he's in college we don't even know i, don't know I would assume care. i would assume he is if he's like with this friend group that's all going to school oh he says these are my friends from school right. when he introduces them so i'm gonna assume that mark is on you know just going through college on his daddy's salary and uh just pushing his way through good for him <laughs> you know and mark yeah fucking mark yeah i don't know i'm just trying to think even oh my gosh and then so you know they they get there and pele is driving them to where they're going and you've got josh who's studying that book on nazism mm-hmm. right you know and then he kind of says like you know or you know she's like why are you reading that and then he's kind of like, oh, well, ask him or whatever. And, you know, Pele's, you know, they like insinuates that it's like, ah, you know, it's all kind of connected a little bit um, mm-hmm. in terms that, you know, this is a all white, white supremacist, blonde hair, blue eye kind of situation out mm-hmm. here. I um, don't, I, I think that there is some kind of further connection to that. I mean, in terms of like, I don't even want to go down that route. I'm not a historian. I don't know. <laughs> but i'm just thinking as you know if (laughs) what is is it it is interesting that we bring three people of color into the mix and their sole purpose is to be sacrificed well that's why i'm like you don't know what these customs are Mm -hmm. pele's like i can't tell you the whole thing that happens you just have to come and see but go ahead and read this book about nazis no absolutely not nope. i am not Hard doing that pass. you need to tell me everything by detail that will happen even though like it, josh knew about people jumping off the cliff he knew about that yes he did which is shitty that he didn't warn his friends because he could have said you know what y'all probably don't want to watch this go ahead and bow out if he like if he heard if you heard that it was going to happen and you're like okay this is a custom that they've been doing for you know, however many generations, you might not freak out as much if you're not witness to it. But him not sharing that with them. Also, my note here <laughs> says no situation we're entering a commune as travelers is going to be good. They're trying to convert you or they're trying to kill you. <laughs> so like, <laughs> I, I would need to know about these, these uh, festivities. I need to know about these rituals. I'm going to need to know what's in that lemonade. Um, what's in this pie oh boy yeah all the details I, I feel like of all the times i would have bowed out it's like you know yeah sure the nazi book okay not doing that um showing up to this place and then making me do drugs uh, okay yeah. i don't At know about every that. chance they can get they every are giving chance you drugs. they can and even when you 
when you walk into like where the field is um yeah. there's that like giant like opening where like and everybody's walking around out that central opening i'd see mm-hmm. that and be like no nah, i'm good i'm gonna walk around the side i'm good and then you have you know this commune where you have surprisingly very little shade for how white everybody is yeah oh, right? that's a really good call out yeah because it is sunny yeah so they must have some good sunscreen action there because i would just turn red immediately i can't i can't yeah. do it so you have yeah. um a couple barns throughout and then this it's one beautiful it is, is really beautiful. beautiful and it's also the first time that danny has a real smile in the movie and that is 35 minutes in that's right i wrote it down she does not give a genuine smile until 35 minutes into this movie when she first enters this commune and is it when she sees that triangle building and when she when she like walks in and like sees just everything she looks around and she gives like a very genuine looking smile um and the other fun thing that I did not notice until this watch, so this is my fourth time watching this movie, is Pele's dad, maybe? I'm not sure who who that man is, because he says his parents are passed away, but they, they're doing a, a very, like, they, it seems like they have a father-son-like bond. Um, he says, welcome to everyone. And to Danny, he says, welcome home, and gives her, like, a big hug and I had never noticed that before that he says welcome home to her specifically I thought that was kind of a fun fun little detail just not feeling good about any of that whatsoever <laughs> I know um, I've been welcome home yeah I'd be like what I don't f-? live here <laughs> but I'm also still on the stream so everything sounds a yeah. little weird right now um or he's coming on coming down pretty yeah. hard right now yeah. um yeah, so just, you know, like this open field with some uh, nice situations, a couple barns, and then that uh, yellow triangle building that looks like a wiener schnitzel. Um, <laughs> so maybe that's why she was smiling, got hungry. It's like, yes, there's hot dogs here. Yes, hot no dog situation. No pie for me. <laughs> no more pube pie for me. I'm having a wiener <laughs> schnitzel. Um, I love the, um, I think right in the right in the beginning, Simon and Connie, the two the two that were brought in by Pele's brother, but they refer to everyone as brothers and sisters. So I thought that was his biological brother at at first. And then I realized I was like, oh no, they're all referring to themselves as brothers and sisters. Um he brings them and they're looking around and they pass by that the tapestry that shows the the love spell situation. So that's really fun because you're like what's going on in this tapestry and then as it plays out you're like oh this is this is gonna get this is gonna get a little gross and it gets a lot gross gets a lot gross and then also i think early on you see that you see that poor bear oh yeah he's like are we gonna address the bear and he's like it's a bear that poor bear he that bear did not i shouldn't gender the bear the bear did not deserve what happened to it. Despite all its rage, it's that still was, a bear in a cage. Fucked. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, RIP to that bear. RIP to that bear. How did they catch it? They they caught that bear. They had to have. You can't buy a bear. That's illegal. I'm assuming. 
gosh, I think it's only like the first day in where they start getting into, you know, wackier rituals. <laughs> um, the first I wacky ritual. Right. I did think it was pretty generous where, um, you know, they talk about like for elders, like 72 mm. is the cutoff. Um, that's much better than Logan's run. Um, that's only 30. So that's pretty good unless you're a runner. Um, and you know what? Pele is honest when she says, well, what happens after 72? And he does the little like neck cut. Ooh, right? yeah. Like, yeah. And I was like, he actually, he says, what's up? 72 feels a little young, but I get that they don't have the advanced like medical care that you would need to maybe care for someone who is terminally ill without having to deal with pain. So maybe they're just like 72, perfect age. I, um, yeah, gosh, the second they were walking over there and someone was carrying over that giant mallet, it's like, for what, yes. What's for, that what, for what good purpose outside of a county fair you know if you're testing some string what purpose because that could that mallet fucking serve and yes. it's exactly what i thought it was gonna be it, was just it is exactly what open. you think it is yeah and, um i love the the effects here um oh oh, oh looks that so is good. on my list of likes gore this how long they hold on those smushy faces so is good unreal i i remember watching this in the theater and my jaw was literally dropped and that does not happen often and joel literally my husband whispered into my ear i can't believe you brought me to watch this fucking movie i remember <laughs> that because he was like if this is the beginning how much worse can it get because we already saw the the sister suicide murder situation and then this self-sacrifice whatever you want to call it that when he falls when the man falls off the rocks first of all sir who taught you to jump off a cliff of that height like that legs legs first dude he doesn't even try he just it's literally just steps flop. off like legs it's first a it's a belly flop you saw her girl do it she did it perfectly practice use it oh. practice with a trampoline but then they they proceed to bash his head in so many times that I'm like, is it is this fun for all of you? Because the first one did it, and and head a head being smashed open must have to it must have to be a part of this, yeah, situation because apparently you couldn't yeah that was the only way I guess you could kill this dude after you know he breaks his leg he's still alive and they're like ah we could just slit his throat we could just stab him in the heart real no. quick no nope, gotta be it's got to be face smash and i thought it just looks so good i it, loved it it looks really good the the practical effects in this movie are impressive i love how this is when christian's like you know i think i want to study these guys too you know i was kind of uh just kind of bored a little bit just <laughs> just hanging out just doing my thing you know, just being here and he's like you know what this is this is what sends me over this is i want to i want to study these people i just want to see what makes the uh, what makes these people tick they you know, they never that, say they never say what he was previously working on i don't think he even had one and that was the that was oh the thing, yeah like, that was one of the topics of conversation in the beginning right he that he needed to be working on it yeah but i'm like 
Okay. Now I could be wrong, and anybody who is currently in a PhD program or has been in a PhD we program both, at any we point, we both have spouses that have PhDs, and we don't know the answers to these questions. <laughs> my my best understanding is that when you like are applying to a PhD program and you're like interviewing, like you know you you have to you know you have to you're you're very intentional about where you go because yes. you want to have you want to be in a department and especially have like uh like an advisor or your mentor mm-hmm. or whatever support your research so like you have to have a pretty good idea of what it is you want to do already then you apply to schools based on you know the likelihood that they would like want to like get your you know work with you on your research right yes. and then there's the exams process and then it's like i mean by the point by the time that you're going to be like out on in the field like doing this sort of doing shit like actual research you need to know exactly what the fuck you're doing because you're you know i know there's there's the irb the independent review board situation which i i know mm-hmm. i had to do with, with some research stuff or at least i was familiar with familiarized with the process until i realized like oh, i don't want to go through all that trouble <laughs> but um and so anything so one it's a fucking real dick move to oh, be like oh i'm gonna move. study what my friend's studying because mm-hmm what the fuck dude find your own fucking thing and you're publishing this like this is a this is a book like you're publishing it like i i i did i did not know previously that like dissertations are a full-ass book i thought that it was like a paper which is like every phd student's like pet peeve is like how's your paper going like it's not a paper it's it's serious work and it's it needs to be like something unique that still warrants research that like ha- needs a deeper understanding or a different viewpoint of it. So I'm assuming that Christian was working on something that is in a similar line because his advisor would have to have some background on whatever he's he's writing about. Like he you can't just flip the script completely and start over from scratch. And I'm saying this as someone who has no experience with this, but I'm um, assuming that you cannot do that. I think you're right though. I mean, well, so I, um, <laughs> well, I mean, and even then, even if he was like, ah, never mind, I want to study something else. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, even then, like just with that, that it's it's all a process it all needs to be approved so anything any sort of yeah. data that you get while you're there you can't use any of it so you would have to so even to, yeah. it'd be a complete waste of his time um but so he's doing it just to be a dick and i'm thinking it, Man, that's, it just it just that's goes really to show uh, how shitty he is and how like just is fickle the right word like he's just like moving through life not caring about how he affects anyone else his motives are so selfish he's he deserves everything that's coming to him yeah i did like i think this is after the face smashing scene where like one of the women like comes out and she's like all right well all right well i'm gonna be with the kids we're gonna watch austin powers yes <laughs> i'm like as so a, like you're like whoa they have they have television they have movies see, see, and they have austin cool. powers i like that i like it's like you know yeah maybe it's it's like the one dvd they own 
So they just yeah. like know that. And then it makes me like, oh man, do I need to go watch Austin Powers and see like where maybe there's some through lines? Maybe that's a deeper layer. I don't oh, know. Gosh. I do think this is a beautiful movie. I um did think though, all you need to do was put in like just switch out the soundtrack for like David Bowie tunes, and then you have a Wes Anderson mm. film. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it looks it looks very much like especially except with, like, the clothes aren't as the the like the main characters clothes like they're they're wearing they're not wearing wes anderson film clothes i feel like that's um but still has like the colors and the patterns you know it's yeah. very for the very aesthetic yeah so i feel like if he were to do a movie about a swedish cult i feel like uh it wouldn't look too dissimilar from, from yeah. midsummer yeah. um that's fair I um where are we like in the plot at this point now that we have to walk through okay, the whole thing I could be wrong because on the dislikes list is the runtime of this movie and it's long I think where we're at now is Simon and Connie are freaked the fuck out yeah. and they want to leave and this is where Simon leaves and Connie is left behind and she's losing her shit because she knows that Simon would not leave without her and I this group of people they're they're excellent at lying and like they've got a re they've got an excuse for everything they've got a plan for everything i'm really impressed by them but i think i think that's where we're at so simon's out and <laughs> simon gets it the fucking worst simon... <laughs> now i was like trying to look and be like how feasible really is this you know, uh, what do, do they call it? Want, like, do, should we talk about Simon now? Yeah. Let's Simon. talk about Simon now. Are his lungs breathing? Yeah. He's okay. still alive. There's no fucking way. I How? was... Okay, this, I know... See, this is why I'm... I shouldn't be doing the research team's job, but, um, because they're no, smarter than like, I am. What do we pay them for? So, the... The, the, the Blood Eagle torture yes. which is what they call it mm -hmm. is i don't know i mean i have to do some more looking into it i'm not sure if like if they landed on like oh yeah no this is a real thing people actually did it here's how because i feel like god i would think just like the 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 shock would ultimately like give me like a heart attack or something absolutely you know and just but yeah maybe he's... a certain amount of the right kind of drugs could like if you're not aware of what's going on maybe but that's um that's some pretty scary like body horror shit it's it's a trip so simon simon gets it the worst especially since he's still alive like that is terrible and i i wonder because he like he really acted up when the first ritual happens and so i'm like was you know, did you get it worse if you were doing something wrong, which pretty much all of them are? Mark should have gotten it the worst then. Well, Mark is off screen, which is on my dislike, my dislikes list. Three off screen kills. Mm, because that's fair. No one likes an off screen kill. Connie would have loved to have seen it. Well, though, with some extra context, for what it's worth, um, this 
whole extra scene in this extra ritual that happens that's not in the theatrical cut mm -hmm. um where they are you know sacrificing things to mother nature um and into a river and this is a, a scene at night um singing their songs doing their things and then a part of the ritual is one of the kids um offers like i i sacrifice myself and you know and he's wearing this garb that's got like you know like chains and almost looks like clocks and shit on it i got just a bunch of trinkets and stuff yeah. that, that he's wearing and they're they're gonna throw him you know and they give oh, him a big, him big rock you know and just go throw him in the river damn and um and then but then they decide not to and then florence Pugh, who's who is there and follows them there is just like no you know oh, he's just a kid and they're like yeah he is just a kid and they decide not to and they're like ah we did it this and this and this um and but it seemed like the whole thing was really acted out like they were never going to throw that kid in the water like that was all mm -hmm. part of it but just to see what she would do maybe yeah so that ritual that whole scene's in there and then later when you see connie's body when they're bringing mm. Connie into the thing. She was definitely drowned. She was drowned and was wearing the outfit that that oh. kid was wearing. That's why she looked like she had like, yeah, like a bunch of trinkets and stuff. It looked, you know, and things I just like thought they dressed her. her. I just thought they dressed her up like they did the rest of the, the bodies because all of them are like in these like different garments and apples and branches and shit. So I just assumed that she was just another like art project. I pictured the kids of the community like just decorating all the bodies and putting like they were like well, it's like a gesture. I like it. I um That's so good. so that that gives like a little bit more context to what happened to Connie. Um, okay. because that whole thing gets cut out and you don't see that but yeah that's yeah that's they, they did they did you kind of dirty on uh on Connie. I feel like we didn't get enough of of that especially cuz she was like she was really fired up when when Simon left and danny is way too much in their business for people that she's known for a day like she was so concerned she's like simon would never do that i'm like you've known simon for 24 hours you don't know what he would do you don't know these people like what what do you mean simon would never do that connie's like actually this is this is classic simon <laughs> she's like classic simon all the time he's leaving me places yeah so uh, I'll be real. I'm mad, <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not surprised. <laughs> shocked, but not surprised. Oh my gosh. Or is it surprised, but not shocked? I forget. I don't know how it works. Surprised, but not shocked, I think sounds, yeah. sounds right. So like, at, so at this point. Well, you have, you know, kind of on the side is you have this whole situation of like, Josh is super pissed because uh christian's all of a sudden like you know hey i'm gonna do this hey i'm willing to partner with you though you know and josh oh. is like get the fuck out of here and then um then one of the elders is explaining to josh how um you know their sacred texts and talking mm -hmm. about you know runes and how you know it's both language in terms of like words but then also of feelings mm -hmm. um and then you know and then they have the one person that Ruben? yeah is that the one that like you know like and needs to be um have some sort of like developmental disability mm -hmm. i think his name is Ruben. that's yeah because that's where you know explaining that that's just like 
purest energy i mm-hmm. guess um so and then you see ruben painting and then they just do their best to i don't know whatever just try which to, is try basically to, them just it, making up whatever the fuck they want based off of his watercolors like it, if you of, look at his paintings it's it's all just smeared paint like there's no there's no pictures there's nothing to interpret it is here's paint on a canvas let me just say what what i feel about that so they have full control over what's going on they're just giving their people something to believe in is my my thoughts on that not as not a supporter of that well and then even then it's like all right well we I'll let you look at the text, but everything's got to be completely anonymous. Everything's going to be this and this and this and this. And I'm like, I just don't know how any of it's going to pass. I don't think like, that's going to work. Yeah. So it's all, all seems pretty desperate at this point, but it doesn't mm-hmm. really matter because I mean, none of them are going to make it out of there alive outside of. Well, and that's the other thing too. If you know you're going to murder all of them, sure, write whatever you want. Take all the pictures you want. Go for it. Like, I think that was kind of the thing at first was just kind of like, yeah, sure, y'all can find, be cute, whatever you want. Because I like they were never going to tell any of them any of this. And and yeah. then also, it's, you know, just again, bad, bad students, you know, just not understanding like, huh, I wonder if there's a reason why nobody knows what the practices are and mm-hmm. nobody who goes there leaves there. Hmm. Yeah, and this is where Josh shows his shittiness when he decides to break into their temple and take a bunch of photos and this is we get like just this is where the nudity starts and never ends you get full frontal just there it is dick in the wind who's full frontal at this point well the person that it's it's reuben wearing uh, wearing mark's, mark's mask so the yeah. part that the where, where we skipped ahead is that oh mark's mark, dead by the way yeah, Mark's dead, by the way. Who didn't see that coming? Fuck that guy. He went off with the the girl that was eyeing him the whole time. Clearly a trap. Yeah, geez. Um, I certainly then... hope he didn't get laid either. I hope he did not get laid before he was murdered. I hope we went straight to murder. Nothing else. It's like after he like pees on that tree and he's just like, mm. what? What? Well, it's not a big deal. What? What did I do? I, I didn't know. mean to. Oh, I would have been crying. I would have been like, I am so sorry. But why did you pee on that tree? Yeah, dude. There wasn't a bathroom? Anywhere? Anywhere. Anywhere. I don't know. Uh, But yeah, geez. And then, um, so so Mark's, so they're just, everyone's just walking around just sharing Mark's face. Um, You know, Ruben shows (laughs) up wearing Mark's face a la leather face. And um, yeah, that's Ruben wearing his face. Yeah, which I don't know. I feel like I wouldn't, no matter how dark it was, I guess, just because he's like not the same like body type as Mark. I feel not like if someone, all. if someone carved up your face and then wore it on their head and were standing at the other end of the room, I wouldn't like squint and go, Natalie, is that you? <laughs> like literally with your like flapping like hole, mouth hole in your eye hole. Awesome. And just the way it works, I would, I didn't even recognize. Like, that oh that was, man, someone, someone's whole, someone's wearing my friend's face. Like I That's... didn't even immediately recognize that that was Mark's face. Me either. In the dark. Too. Yeah. So Mark, that... Mark after dark. Like Mark after dark. He. Yeah. <laughs> he um. Yeah. Josh is. Uh, that, that not good eyesight there. 
bad assumptions. Oh boy. <laughs> so and, and he has a boring also, kill. He has a boring a little bit of a it was a that's boring probably kill. The, the weakest one that is on screen. It was a boring kill, but this one, much like John Carroll Lynch in the invitation. Um, the like skull fractured deaths. You know, when they just like, because you can tell like everything's, everything's just going haywire in the brain. Right. So like Mm -hmm. nothing, you know, because there's so much like like brain damage and bleeding. So like just making just that, just that guttural sound Mm -hmm. and like, oh, and and Josh does it really well where it just sounds like any, and it's, yes, he does. That's rough because he's just starts. I can't, I'm not even going to try to make that sound, Mm -hmm. but oh, it's rough. So I, I did think that. It's just a lot. It's competitive in this movie. It's competitive for like boring versus like exciting. So yeah, a lot of head trauma. A lot of head trauma. So maybe it was a maybe it was um, an act of respect to kill him that way. No, I mean he was blatantly (laughs) he was blatantly disrespecting them. (laughs) Yeah, he was being a real asshole. So yeah, so. You, I mean, he saw how offended that man was when he asked if he could take photos and he so, went to bed with his sneakers on. He knew what he was doing. So everybody is, uh, basically everybody's dead at this point. And I'll be honest, I, they all kind of deserve it except for, oh, absolutely. except for, except for Connie and Simon. I, I think Connie and Simon did not deserve it. I feel quite bad for them. And they tried to do the right thing and leave right away. They... Connie and Simon knew what was up, although they lose a point for even being there in the first place. But this is this is one of the things that uh, is interesting to me because when you get this far into the film, now it's Danny and Christian and no one else. I, you have not seen, you know, you haven't seen Josh, you haven't seen Mark. Mark's not fucking for days. Like that is not a man that can fuck for days. We we know this. So Mark is dead. We know Mark is dead. Then you have Josh, who Christian, again, being the world's biggest piece of shit when they accuse Josh of taking the book. He's like, we do not associate with him as friends in any way. And Danny is just standing there just like, in shock that he would say that i would have smacked him in the mouth and been like mark is dead josh is dead you're a fucking dick and a terrible friend and an even worse boyfriend oh that moment <laughs> yeah, it's, pretty, it's, it's, it's pretty bad like, if I were the guys from the commune, like after they we walked away, I'd be like, "Can you fucking believe that he threw his friend under the bus? We murdered him." I um like, I don't remember if this was in the original cut or not, but yeah, I do. But it, at one point, like you know, Florence Pugh like says to you know, Danny says to Christian, like, "Why do you, why do you think they trust you so much? You're all opportunistic anthro majors. Like, there's no reason." for them to just automatically share all of this information with you. I think that was the other thing too. In the extended cut, I feel like there was more of Danny challenging what was going on Mm. and being like, hold on, this is all weird. And being like, let's go, let's go a little bit at first. But, um, and I, I think that's one of the things, like it was kind of a, you can't win situation for me because on one hand, 
I'm watching Danny and I'm like, you're not saying enough. You're not doing enough. You're internalizing everything. But if we went through the plot of her being like, this doesn't seem right. Like I got annoyed when she was like, Simon wouldn't do that. Like if she would have been suspecting things and saying it out loud and everyone was ignoring her, that would have been just as equally as annoying. So that was like a, like Danny can't win situation for me. She's just this, this character that I, I cannot get into her shoes one bit. I can't sympathize with her. I can't empathize with her. And she just her whole family's dead. You can't her whole family's dead, and I can't I can't forgive her for her just (laughs) awful attitude. I appreciate the consistency. I feel like I've I've given you a couple outs to be like, you sure you don't want to feel a little bad? (laughs) (laughs) Are you sure you want to record this? (laughs) (laughs) So they're like, yeah, Josh and Mark are gone. Yeah, sure. Connie and Simon are gone. Yeah, sure. That mm-hmm. secret text is gone. And I'm like, no, it's yeah. not. You fucking assholes. Um, yeah. But but they said that, I would assume, to give some reason why Josh isn't there anymore, you know, in case they ask, why isn't he gone? It's like, oh, he must have taken the text oh, like a dickhead. That Which was I'm so like, smart. At Excellent this point. Again. Yeah, I know. If I'm, it just, if I'm at this point, one, I wouldn't go clear across the world and then make my friends pissed at me because I need them. I'm in a foreign place, uh, in a place that does not have internet or a phone or a way for me to get out of here. Um, nor would I be, yeah, throwing them under the bus like that again, just cause geez, get the fuck out. So like, yeah, sure. You know, all your friends are gone. Everything's a little weird, but, uh, drink this and come with us. Uh, you man to the, to that barn and then yeah <laughs> and then danny you come with us and we're gonna do uh so i guess the make the may queen um endurance test essentially because it's kind of just really more of like a dance off do you remember i don't know if you remember that episode of it's always sunny in philadelphia where they just kind of yeah do like a dance endurance test and the last person standing gets something what season, what season is that because i've only watched maybe two seasons of of sunny and it is on season 16 i just discovered yesterday that's a lot uh but it's it's in the it's in the first few somewhere mm-hmm. but that that's where i thought of and i think maybe an episode of saved by the bell too they did something like similar hmm. i can't remember but that's all it takes to be may queen is you just just need to just be on drugs and just stand up the longest that's pretty that's well pretty i have i have two questions one uh-huh. is do we think this was fixed for her to win probably i i feel like it seemed genuine that those girls were falling to the ground but at the same time it it was very apparent that she was staying there from the get-go welcome home let's not forget that creepy ass welcome the second the second thing that that comes to mind is i think you could like how long were they dancing probably over an hour I would assume like well over an hour, but if you are on a bunch of drugs, like that, that is a daytime folk rave that they were at. Like they were drugged up, just dancing for hours. I'm like, you, they could probably go for a while. Yeah. I'm an American, (laughs) I'm an American white woman with an Instagram account. I can do this all day. Yeah. She's like, (laughs) give give me a beat. You're about to learn something today. I am a college student (laughs) from the USA. Give me a beat and some Molly. I got this. Um, I'll see in the in the Sierra tent. 
Miss Savannah Ten. Which one? I forget which one. Coachella. Um, yeah, I would be pissed if I were like an aspiring May Queen. Like I'm like I know this yeah. fucking dance. I've been practicing this shit for fucking you know all for well forever now, right? Because yeah, it's the she May, learned the dance. The May Queen today. one. Or no, there's a May Queen every year. It's just the ritualistic killing and setting everything on fire is is the 90 year thing. So like there's someone who's like, I've been studying all year, or maybe someone who's like the reigning May Queen that wants to do like a repeat or a three peat mm-hmm. of like a dynasty situation going, you know. But um a la, you know, 90 Chicago Bulls kind of situation. Um but so I'd be pissed if they just bring in some fucking bitch from America and yeah. Where'd what you mean we're from? gonna rig it so she wins no i worked yeah. hard at this i worked I'd hard at this furious. dance i know these moves and there is no point because i get why they need christian there because they need to bring someone from the outside to mm-hmm. keep the bloodline going so they aren't, aren't completely relying on incest and choose the shittiest one the shittiest one of the group those are not the genes i'm trying to duplicate oh it would be josh definitely absolutely but I'm assuming that Josh was not picked for a reason. Yeah. Like 100% racism. None of none of the black or people of color in this movie were going to be chosen to mate. Probably not. And it really leaves denied. you between Christian and Mark and, you know, and then in, and then in that case yeah, it's actually true. it's an easy then, choice. Then, okay, now it kind of makes sense. Yeah, we wouldn't have wanted Mark. Yeah. No. So, um <laughs> but yeah i know because i'm just like they didn't even need to bring danny there like the whole thing could have just happened easily without without danny going they needed the others to be a part of the ritual whereas like danny would just anyone could have been the may queen but you know so i'm just like damn really i'm like i'm working hard at this i wanted to win this time i think i really had a shot in any situation where people any people are competing for a title of queen it's competitive and it is on if there is a crown involved flower crown possibly living flower crown come on now like those girls were so happy for her and i was like absolutely not they they would have been so petty just like "Mm -hmm, the new girl okay (laughs) been practicing since i'm five but fuck me i guess yeah and then you've got Christian over in the barn talking the to this old woman. The worst possible situation. And I thought it was funny because she's like, well, you know, so this this young woman has been eyeing up Christian for a while, okay. you know, and they've been, you know, <laughs> you know, like like a group of friends would, you know, help push like a middle school girl like you know towards her crush Mm. slipping some pubes in his food you know (laughs) totally normal behavior (laughs) totally normal behavior and then just so they you know putting you know menstrual blood in his in his tea and all of that Mm -hmm. and just so they can be like oh you know uh you know she's had her eyes on you did you uh what do you think of her do you like her yeah you want want to circle yes or no yeah (laughs) find me after lunch kind of situation exactly so um do you like what does he say he says he says i think i ate one of her pubes and and what is her her response is sounds about right that sounds right yeah 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 just like we planned it yeah definitely (laughs) um so i like the uh the i just wrote boner gas for for vitality 
<laughs> did I didn't know if they sell if they sell those at the uh, if if they sell that um, you know by the register at Seven Eleven you know, <laughs> next here, to the, the other boner pills. The, this is interesting too because what it seemed like is that they only had sex once, but I'm like, did he need that? Did he need the the boner gas like that? That's what it's called from now on. But that that whole situation, one, I don't think I've ever seen so much nudity in one film, other than a, a very particular type of film. But that was just a group of people, literally not involved in this sex act but like fully enjoying it like all of the feelings that they feel together they feel pain together they feel sadness together and they feel getting freaky together like it it's a spectacle and when that woman goes behind christian and pushes his (laughs) ass forward she's like no like get into it i die every time when the woman holds her hand and start singing right in his face that this whole scene is priceless and it's the weirdest see i think that's why i would need the gas it would be hard to keep keep things hard right like with all of this shit going on it's like he's like whoa bro i'm you know i'm like 20 you know 23 years 24 however old he is 24 years old i don't need this and like ah no you're gonna you're gonna need it. You're gonna <laughs> yeah. try. Ah, uh, trust it's gonna me. It's gonna be weird. It's gonna be weird. This is yeah. It's not. <laughs> it's not so okay, then it makes it sense. You know what? That's that's great context. Yeah. yeah, they um. That was another thing in the extended cut is that there's a little bit more clarity on him agreeing to be a part of this mm, rather than so? it feels. Um, well, but there's just more of an extended like conversation where he's like acknowledging like what what the ritual is, you know, what the practice oh, wow. is. So there's a little less because there's that ambiguity of like it was he, is it is it rape? Like you know, I mean, yeah. he was drugged heavily, and I don't know yeah. what else is in that. I don't know if that boner gas is FDA approved and what goes in there. I, I don't would say know. no. If someone. Yeah. <laughs> blow something into your face probably off their hand yeah if someone is blowing a dust off their hand into your face not fda approved the fda is not having it yeah usually (laughs) that's not a no oh christian and then uh and then you had that other dude with like the orville peck mask but it was like all fringe yes there's there is these that's what i wrote down I wrote down the Orville Peck guy. And there there's a few of them towards the end too. So that's that's an interesting uh interesting development that he would be there. Yeah. So they got what they needed from Christian. Mm-hmm. And I mean maybe. You don't I mean, uh, I don't think it matters. Like let's say if the pregnancy didn't take or something, whatever, then yeah, I don't know. They find somebody and try again. This actor is naked. Like there is no body double happening like that. That's him, right? Like it's he's he's fully out there. And again, this is going to get real graphic and inappropriate. But I have to commend them for their attention to detail on the dick because when he pulls away from her, like he's semi hard. 
he's he's not completely flaccid until he runs out and i'm like oh like it's post-sex dick like they did it just have to they, have to give them a round of applause <laughs> gold golf clap you did it you did it you did it you gave yeah. me that yeah just that, that was right that, that right extra just a little attention to detail chef's kiss good job yeah see um <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, he he's running around all over the place. He does find Simon. Oh <laughs> right? yeah. Which is a real bummer. And, and he's then, high as hell finding yeah. Simon. Oh, that's rough. Um and then again they blow other shit in his face, you know. More the, <laughs> more, more dust. shit in his face. Oh my god. Also, if it's something that you're just like blowing off your hand that he breathes in, like how is that? Yeah, like, are impossible? you not breathing it in? Yeah, I don't yeah, just you only did. You just and then move back like you're. I don't mm. know. I feel like I would mess that up. It's like people who like use <laughs> like a mace on people, but then end up macing themselves. Oh no! Oh. Yeah, or even just because it just it all gets in the air, so you just it get residual. Whatever you, ha- whatever. you have to immediately back away if you're using mace. I would. I would bet almost every woman knows how to use mace and. You cannot stay in the general area of where you sprayed it. You, it's it's intended to spray and run. Yeah, this is when they start getting into you know the the last part of this ceremony where now it's the May Queen. You know she gets well, she, all adorned and such. They're doing their whole kind and of she situation. She did some pretty. She did some like little rituals with like they buried an egg and a piece of meat and some grain. Like she was doing like very, you know, just kind of like. We're, we're wanting a bountiful harvest to get us through the winter type of activities while Christian is full on having a crazy party. It's pretty rough. And then only, and then, and then getting, yeah, and then getting some. Oh, and she there. sees it. That's the other part. We, we, oh, right. She, she, sees, she it. sees it. And then again, then they're like, let's share in the crying too. And then like they, they uh, commiserate. Mm-hmm. Fucking shitty boyfriends. Yeah, but that I I that's one of the things it's like it's I don't relate to these people at all, but you have to give them a little bit of credit because she went from going through all of this pain by herself with no one on the airplane in the bathroom, not being able to have a direct conversation to literally full eye contact with these women and they are acting out the pain that she's feeling and like clearly that's helping her to make her decision in the end of like being part of this community so I thought that that was really was really great you know they're not going into full like shit talking like you don't need him like they're literally just wailing crying with her and she's like feeling that pain with other people so I think that's a very um... beautiful moment Actually, that is in the extended cut. Um, as soon as they're done crying, they do get to the. You can dump that dude's fucking ass. Actually, I'll be let's honest with shots. you. I'd be like, first of all, let's get shots. First of all, <laughs> second of all, let's. You know, I'd say, I'd say, you know, if there was by chance any just pagan ritualistic option to just fucking kill him, I say just fucking kill just him. Do just, just do it. Just do it. Right? Who fucking needs him? Who hasn't dreamt of doing that? Put him, di- put him in a dumbass little bear suit with his flaccid little dick and just <laughs> fuck him. Right? <laughs> you know, hypothetically. You hypothetically. Know. 
you know, but you know, the first chance she, you know, Hey, I don't, I don't blame her. First chance she gets like, they're like, Hey, Ooh. do you, do you, do you want to spare this guy? And she's like, no, I'm good. I love that. <laughs> they don't even show her making the decision. They just cut right to it. And he can't move. That's the other thing too, where she's like, she's like, okay, so you can't feel anything and you can't move. And just like sets him up. Were they clear? Were they clear that he couldn't feel anything? Or is he just, he couldn't I, move? I wasn't sure. It makes I a big difference. That, I thought that they said that he couldn't feel anything because I'm under the impression that he's paralyzed because he can't talk. Oh, she said you can't speak and you can't move. Yeah, so you might be but able to feel something. I would be surprised if you could pull off. I mean, they've got crazy drugs in this commune, but I'd be surprised if you could pull off paralyzing someone physically without losing physical feeling or like with yeah and still keeping the ability to feel pain because you know i just I'm, wonder because i know uh whatever they give the other guys inside the wiener schnitzel when they set it on mm-hmm. fire they um they're like oh here you go you won't feel a thing and oh no they absolutely feel it oh screaming <laughs> at the top of yeah. his lungs uh, they're just telling them that to make them feel better leading up to that yeah. moment is my this is my theory there it's pretty but rough. I did think so. The first time that I watched this, and I don't know if you felt this way, I wasn't sure that Danny was safe. Like, I was fully expecting that maybe she may be sacrificed in some way with this like beautiful flower gown on. I I did not feel like she was safe. So, behold my disappointment when she does end up making it through this situation. But I um I liked how. You know, they were talking about sacrifices to the mother as well as, and I forget, you know, exactly how they framed it, but it was like, it's the mother that wants just all of these nice kind of rituals, you know, put, put a, put some meat in the ground, you know, things like that, bury an egg, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just, you know, like, you know how mothers are. They're just like, I just want, I just want y'all to be friends. I just want y'all here together on the holidays with me and just, yeah, maybe just, maybe just an activity we can all do together. I don't mm-hmm. know, <laughs> you know, classic mom shit, right? Yeah. But um, but then you know, but then the father that they're all kind of praise, you know, praising and you know, praying to, oh, uh, he's gonna need nine lives. Uh, he's gonna <laughs> he, he's gonna need nine sacrifices. You're gonna put them all in that wiener schnitzel, and you're gonna set that shit on fire. <laughs> and that is you the smell only those hot way. dogs burning. And that is the only way. I will not just 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 decimate all of your crops. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty good. So they play a little game of pagan bingo. I liked that, like little with the little rune bingo. I know, like that little that little thing that they have. And I'm just assuming that they just made up all these rituals, like, and they made that little. They were like, you know, it'd be fun if instead of just like choosing someone at random, we like had like a little bingo thing. Like they're watching Austin Powers. They know the lottery exists, or the like whatever it is, Powerball. Do they know that from Austin Powers? <laughs> Not from Austin Powers specifically, but we know that they have access to sort of modern media because that's 90s. But I was thinking of like uh, just kind of doing your best to play pretend where it's like, you know, it's like, oh, come on. What what rituals do we really have? And it's like, oh, well, you know, it looks across the room and sees like an old like bingo machine. It's like, oh, well, there's the 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 pagan ritual sacrifice and it's chosen through by in this destiny rune machine <laughs> that's, that's, that's how that's how they they did it absolutely 
<laughs> do yeah. do we think that she's hallucinating and that's why the flowers and plants are moving or do we think that's actually happening um i hope it's happening but it's probably just you know she's hallucinating because she was like seeing like kind of like earlier like when she was on shrooms like seeing like the grass like coming out of her hands and things yeah. like that so and it's, it's just so intense at the end there i think they just get like i don't know i always happen when it, whenever like really tense scenes like this happen you know when everyone's burning and on fire and then everybody just starts moving around and going wild oh, yeah. and stuff outside um it just reminded me of like you know i wonder if there were a couple takes of that where it's like all right everybody you know all right well we got the we got the part where everyone looks you know serious and everyone's looking all gloomy and shit you know and mm -hmm. solemn because everyone's dying um well let's uh you know we're about wrapping up we still got a little sunlight let's let's do a silly one let's do a silly one y'all just y'all just go wild We'll figure it out. We'll make it sound creepy in post. And they did. Yeah. So um, yeah. I thought it was pretty fun. Something that I think would be really fun, because I think about Christian a lot in this moment, uh, whether or not he could feel pain, he could not move. And he was fully awake. He looked pretty nervous. Inside of that bear. I would love to see this whole scene play out from his perspective. Like, just his POV from inside this bear seeing the flames just engulf him while all of them are like screaming and being wild outside of the wiener schnitzel like that that would be super dark but also a little fun i i just that is such a a big fear of mine it was like whenever i see it in movies where someone is numbed or paralyzed and things are done to them that's the kind of body horror that scares the shit out of me like it's just awake surgery no it no, just no. reminds me of uh like sleep paralysis i remember i used to have mm. it um when i all the times i remember it it was like vaguely like kind of like in high school like late teens you, you know, had so, like, sleep paralysis teens, where where i would because i remember it specifically in my my home that i when i my house when i was a teenager and i remember um sometimes my eyes would open sometimes no. not or like i can't open like my my brain's awake mm -hmm. and but my body hasn't so i can't open my eyes and i it feels like i'm suffocating because i can't control my breathing mm -hmm. so i can't tell if i'm breathing or not but i am you know just it's uh but you're still just in that half you know half dream half awake sometimes like my eyes would be open and i like just straight up like can't move you know um so it's and and being like that for like a while and i just felt like you know it's just like you're just trying to like you're just like screaming inside your body you know trying to like you know jump start your body to wake up and some you know usually it gets there but I, it was i haven't so what jesus that's you know you know 15 years ago was probably the last time that happened though it's been that's a really long terrifying. time so i don't no, know what thank you yeah so yeah that shit sounds terrifying um yeah i do appreciate um you know just like how barbie and ken is going to be a, mm -hmm. a a popular couple's costume this halloween i did like that uh i feel like that year were a lot of uh midsummer costumes of mm -hmm. someone just dressed up in a beautiful nice flower and affordable situation. too just like and, get get yourself some white clothes and put on a little flower crown 
and just find like just some cheap it's 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 actually it's funnier like the cheaper just like bear costume you can find <laughs> you know for the dude to wear or for the other person to partner with no relationship yes. to wear. it doesn't have to be but um yeah i thought that was pretty good we did we did miss that that opportunity i guess there's still the ability to do it yeah i don't know do it. like i mean it's not, is it a throwback if it's if it's been five what, years four years eight years, five yeah. years something like that hmm. yeah i um do you think this movie has a positive or negative ending for danny i think it's both one thing that is positive is she's not going to have to go through this shit again in her lifetime because we know she's only going to 72 and it happens every 90 years so i'll give her a positive on that there's there's pros and cons here she's got a man now that is actually like attentive to her needs remembers her birthdays drawing pictures of her they're definitely going to be a couple except it kyle you know to be fair though i'm going to push back on that a little bit and yeah. i did make a note where i Why? you know it was it was the second thing i was like hey christian's got a point here because it is okay. both so it's her birthday while they're there mm -hmm. and he forgets that mm -hmm. and um and then also when they're asking how long you've all been together he's like i don't know three years three and a half years and then she goes almost four it's actually our anniversary in like a week and a half two weeks mm -hmm. and that is that sucks when your birthday when the birthday of someone that you're dating is also really close to your anniversary yeah man just keeping that shit and and like so when i started dating my wife it was you know my birthday's in the middle of middle end of july mm -hmm. we started dating like four days after my birthday mm. and then her birthday is like first week and a half of august and then it's my parents' birthdays, like in both like that that week too. It's all just oh, too much. Too much. So too much. So when we got married, I it was intentionally part of our conversation mm -hmm. where I was like, I need that shit to be spread out so we can yeah. we're not we're not clumping things all up at once because it's hard. And you know what? So I'm gonna give Christian a little bit of a little bit of slack there. I I don't think you should. <laughs> But I absolutely agree with that because I also dealt with dating anniversary and birthday being like day after day before situation for years. And I did the same thing. I was like, when marriage happens, we're, we're pushing that shit back. Like we're not, we're not doing these, uh, you celebrate more if things are separated in, in my mind, like, and we dated, it, we dated our, uh, we dated our respective partners a very long time before we got married. So we really, mm -hmm. I don't know why we put up with that for we so long. We endured a lot. Really. Yeah, we did. Um, yeah. So I see, I see you. <laughs> you are seen. Thank you. Um, I, I think it's a happy ending for her as much as it can be. She was completely and utterly alone. She was absolutely miserable. And now she she's the perfect victim for a cold commune situation she has no one she's in pain all the trauma and now she has community she has people who are going to feel and experience things with her also she has the awkward situation of her ex's baby that's just gonna be running around with the redheaded girl like that's a little bit mm. weird but um yeah i i think i think it's a as happy of an ending as she is going to get. 
I think that smile at the end was well earned. I think she was like, you know, that's the world's creepiest smile. Fuck, fuck all these assholes I wrote in with. Yeah, I preach. I appreciate y'all not lumping me in with them because mm-hmm. they all sucked for their own reasons. And uh, mm-hmm. and then there you go. Though I guess I, I guess the only downside would be like all of her stuff is still back in her apartment. Like she's like, she doesn't like, need it. Who's gonna yeah, come but, looking for her? Like it was very clear that Christian was her her she, one person she was leaning in on she had that other friend that she was talking uh, with that random girl doesn't give a shit about her i know she's not a real friend if she allowed all of that to happen yeah been she'd like, be like why bye. the I'm fuck are you going to, you to talk Sweden? about this piece of shit boyfriend like yeah hang yeah. out here with me like let's find you someone else yeah let's... anyone else really let's get some let's get some red wine let's get some pretzels let's watch the craft and yeah. let's just like make a fucking night of it to be yeah. honest yeah, yeah. I love fuck it. sweden like fuck that's, sweden. that's the vibe mm. pretzels wine and the craft <laughs> yeah i think you just made my weekend plans <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I think that, yeah, it is it is a happy ending. I thought that was that was just, uh, it's really nice. You know, everybody that sucks is dead. And yeah, of course, some unfortunate, you know, you know, uh, bystanders and, you know, Connie and Simon, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, can you do? I know, RIP to Car- Connie, Simon, and the bear. The three people in this movie, or in the commune situation, also her parents, that was kind of, that was sad for them, but like yeah oh yeah okay that's true but for for the situation of the ritualistic sacrifice you've got connie simon and the bear who did not deserve who did not deserve those things no Mm. yeah i guess i and and i'd be like look even after all of this i will yeah yeah fuck those dudes i was with yeah you can kill them that's fine you know like i'll be a part Mm -hmm. of i'll be a part of this but it's like it's like is the nazi shit like doesn't have to be a part of it like can we like move past that like why y'all like i don't know like does you have to do like the white supremacy thing like i would start like trying to be like let's, missed, let's have i completely missed that part of the plot let's the have record. a well it was and it was only because like he josh was reading that book in the car yeah. on the way there he's reading that book that nazi book and they're like ah it's connected and um i just thought he was reading it because he's an academic and he's like oh this is my light reading about nazis i don't know but either way it's just again the whole white supremacist thing i'm like i'm good she's she's in that community she's white she's blonde she has not a care in the world like she just watched all of her friends get murdered and is cool with it like those are her people so and i'd be like look it would be funny though if she's just like damn like this place would be perfect if everybody wasn't so racist like She's like, mind the murder, but the racism has got to go. Like I know, geez. like everything else, yeah, yeah. There's everything else. But <laughs> and that's uh, and that concludes our movie. Now, as y'all know, we have a patent pending, you know, patent pending boo rating system. Be cool. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and start with my boo rating because it's probably a little little more obvious i think this movie is it's effective i think i don't know if i'm if i was as high on it in subsequent viewings as i was the first time i watched it 
but that being that being said i really got you know i was just i was really impressed with the director's cut when i watched it because i thought it really um added a lot of meaningful stuff to it i feel like a lot of those director's cuts can be you know or extended Mm -hmm. cuts can just be you know just kind of some unnecessary damn who are you like why are you trying to make everybody angry tonight (laughs) i am always gonna throw i'm always gonna throw shade at lord of the rings this is not (laughs) no comment not the podcast Um, no comment i don't want to sleep on the couch tonight no comment (laughs) how how much how much time did the director's cut add to the movie like half an hour oof yeah maybe longer so it was like it was pushing three it was pushing three hours but um but i mean i explained to you most kind of what was in there that was perfect yeah so there you go no need because the movie Um, is two and a half hours long is that right yeah i am going to see i mean i don't we never come prepared with a boo rating i think i know what your rating is gonna be i think i've got it i think i've got it picked down yeah it's not a five it's not a five no i know it's not a five it's not a five um i am struggling between though i am struggling between four and a four and a half i that four was gonna be was gonna be my guess mm, like what that. what is what's teetering you between the four and the four and a half like what's what's holding you back uh, nothing really like again just, we, we, I, just arbitrary it's arbitrary <laughs> like my approach to most of these <laughs> uh, so <laughs> i'm gonna say let's be humble let's give it a four <laughs> yeah i'm gonna give it a four four booze i'm, four I'm strong marking that booze. in the log putting that in yeah. the log so it's as good as urban legend <laughs> grouping that in with elevated horror yeah put, put that back on the at the back of the dvd box okay so kyle's got a form any other thoughts um you know i just thought it was really beautiful i think it was just you know you can tell just something that's just really just well plotted out um it is it's a beautiful movie but i think that it's also very shocking um -hmm. especially when it's just hard to do that and it's especially hard to make gore effective and so i think this especially just like those long holds you know um Mm -hmm. gosh i don't know if it's as effective as like watching just that kid's head just covered in ants in in hereditary but um, i forgot about that yeah i thought it was great yeah i know spoiler alert everybody um yeah i think it was just really good i think it just uh I, i i like that you could call that a very happy ending you know I did I did like these characters most of them, they were all assholes the only knock all would be assholes. just like, the only the only knock would be like man huh, you, you couldn't just ask anybody who was in a PhD program to help you clean a little bit of that up <laughs> yeah know? but whatever that's you know I'm not gonna get mad at you know it depends like I said it's all arbitrary today yeah. it's gonna be four booze you never know it might be four and a half later it's never gonna go under four though that's my floor yeah. for this movie. It, it's just one of those situations where everybody's an asshole and I'm happy that they all, you know, got just got murdered 
like yeah. that's part of the fun of horror but they're not fun to watch assholes that's the thing that makes it hard for me the movie is fun to watch the characters are draining they drain me of my energy every time i watch this movie i have to watch it in parts yeah. it is it's exhausting to me but you've never sat with a group of academics that's exactly the feeling and how exhausting it is listening I'm to sure them talk. Some of them may be our listeners. So it's riveting conversation every yeah. time I'm in in a in a room of academics. They, you know, never talk about things that other people don't understand and don't throw in and actually when you're trying to make a point about something, you know, so it's it's great. And by academics, I mean anyone that has a PhD or higher, by the way. So yeah. I'm, not, I'm not included in that. Yeah. Yeah. And ha they have to have the PhD. So yeah. for, for any of our listeners that are What doctors. is, um, throw some booze. What, what, what do you got? Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to breeze through this list for you. Yeah. Likes. Those are my exact notes. Visually stunning. All yeah. daytime but that's a pro oh, that's a good one that's a pro it's a pro i i because yeah. i think that it's it's i have never seen that like i think the most the second most effective daytime death scene would be i think it's critters 2 when it's the guy in the easter bunny costume wow deep cut yeah i just remember that's really effective because i remember that i remember that part you don't, you don't see daytime <laughs> kills often because it can it can get dicey with the effects but they yeah. they invested so cult commune situation mystery okay. that's a plus gore but... murder suicide situation opening high body count and acting is great i think everybody did a great job as well acted those, those are, are my all likes. those are all those are all positive va valid likes yeah dislikes uh-oh sound design we talked about that I hated it i hate all of the characters it literally says that i don't want danny to have a happy ending i forgot i forgot i even wrote that wow you were so Boy, mean to I, this poor girl I, jesus christ I can't with her tommy and folks are are nice am i rooting for them like <laughs> that's, that's a, my that's a dislike i'm like wait am i rooting for the bad guys because the characters are so awful. Um, Pele's hot. So, and Danny Maybe. doesn't deserve him. That's where it goes into, into dislike. Um, three off-screen kills. Danny and Christian, worst couple ever. The way that Danny says Christian instead of Christian. Everyone else says Christian. She says Christian. And I don't know if that's her Florence Pugh's actual accent coming through, but that shit bothers me so much and i'm so glad that you're giving me genuine laughter right now because every time i watch this movie i forget that that's how she says it and then as soon as it comes out of her mouth i'm like somebody somebody take care of her where's that mallet where is it they've been dating for four years it, it sounds like you just met somebody and you're trying to overcorrect. yes <laughs> on their name yeah I'll and like then that. the last note <laughs> people keep disappearing and they're just chilling they're just, they're just hanging out. And I know for the sake of the plot and the movie having to move on, 
that's fine. But like, there was no attempt to escape. No attempts. So that, those are my likes and dislikes. And with that, I'm actually going to give it a higher rating than I originally probably gave it because this has been such a fun conversation. And I, I just Would have you to say, give, uh... I have to give it credit for being just a really well-made movie. And if I'm gonna if I'm gonna call out elevated horror, this is probably one of my favorites that fits into that category. Would you say that this conversation elevated your boo score? Mm. Your boo score? Very good. Very good. Mm. <laughs> I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a three point five. That's pretty good. And that is because I I don't want to put it in average. And to me, three is like average. I give it a 3.5 because it does have rewatchability. I I think it has rewatchability, but I've never sat and watched it at home all in one sitting. That's not true. Once I did. So I'm gonna get I'm gonna give it a 3.5. That's really good. I would say um Usually like two is my like, uh, if this was any worse, it'd be bad, but it's pretty standard run of the mill. Maybe two and two and a five is where I call my like average. I don't know. Well, two and a five see, to me, like three is like, there's problems with it. I don't love everything about it, but I will rewatch it. And it was a good time. Like this, this movie, I think has enough elements of surprise and just the oddest situations that you've never seen before that like it's pretty every fun. time I watch it I'm like I forgot how fucking weird this is so the only thing um the only last thing I will say against it is after the early 2000s the taglines start to drop off like they're not sitting in the in the in the production room whatever you want to call it and coming up with fun taglines it has one tagline for this movie it's just let the festivities begin i don't hate it no i don't i don't i don't hate it either i mean it's pretty to the point i like it yeah it's to the point i um you know i agree taglines it's a it's a lost start it is yeah i was um trying to think of any like potential taglines for this movie and it's just like you know bad students worse friends (laughs) Or... I, I I had one and, and um no one in my house liked it. Um Midsummer, I hardly know her. It's pretty bad. I um it's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. Um one of my I I I let's see. Um like Midsummer. Sound it out. Try your best. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I like that. Or Midsummer throw your boyfriend in the trash <laughs> yeah that's good, that's good. <laughs> all of those all those are you know thank you i appreciate that yeah you're right it's 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 a lost start i think yeah. i really uh the more we circle back to 90s movies mm. you know and earlier mm-hmm. we're gonna we're just it's it's a gold mine i love the ones that you read oh yeah H2O. and there's so many there's so many like it it couldn't ever just be one like it is now because i mean this is this will be the most recent movie that we've covered yeah we, so. we it's it's hard just you know uh what's it final destination barely cracked the millennium yeah 
or the willennium depending on where you're starting <laughs> so oh, no. <laughs> um, let's see anything else you want to talk about before we wrap up on midsummer no that was um i i really did not expect the conversation for this movie to um be as fun as it was and also this was my pick we didn't bring that piece up this was my pick i intentionally picked movies on my little list that i thought would create conflict i like that and look all it's done is you know just really strengthened our our, our friendship <laughs> exactly really brought us That's together always... i was like you know I like that. I don't have anything else to add. I am definitely curious to, you know, I'll circle back and watch Hereditary anytime. Um, that one might be. It, it might need to be bumped. Moves. We might need to bump it up. I don't, I don't know that it, was it on my, I think it might be on my list. It might've been. You, you picked all the like critically acclaimed shit plus death becomes her. But whereas like my movies are all trash. I, I love trash movies but i picked critically acclaimed things because one like people want it people want to hear it and two i like to challenge things that are critically acclaimed and i like to challenge things that have won a bunch of awards and like because oftentimes what happens is the movies that everybody shits on 10 15 years later all of a sudden everyone's a fan and they love it and sometimes it's the other way around movies that you know everybody was just like freaking out over they're like actually you know what that really wasn't that great that hasn't yeah. happened with hereditary i will say that it's it's holding its own but we're only we're only five years in i don't think that will happen ever i i it's a it's a fan favorite for sure gosh that's all i got all right it's been a pleasant pleasant time as always and uh you know just let's just continue to you know never engage in any weird religious practices and just or go to any communes go to any communes or don't really just not travel i yeah. don't know <laughs> just you know so so it's i don't know but <laughs> thanks everybody for tuning in appreciate you as always Three, two, one, ghost. Thanks for listening to our episode of Midsummer and Early Fall. If you're enjoying our podcast and are curious what we've got coming up, give us a follow at 321GhostPod on Instagram, where you can find our recipes for show-stopping dishes like meat pie and refreshing strawberry lemonade. We would greatly appreciate if you left us a killer review on Spotify, iTunes, or whichever platform you're listening on. You can reach us by email to share your thoughts on elevated horror, or suggest a movie you'd like to hear us chat about. Thanks again for listening, and remember, if your partner is as shitty as Christian, you can just dump them. You don't need to set them on fire. Three, two, one, ghost. Thank you.